If you're a Saints fan who's been making a lot of jokes about just keep doing what you're doing, keep this thing going on despite it not doing well, continuity is key. Well, the Saints gave you a lot of ammo this Thursday because Pete Carmichael is expected to come back. Let's talk about it right here and why I'm concerned about it on the Straight Up Saints podcast. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast. Welcome back inside the Straight Up Saints podcast presented by Boot Crew Media. And before we get into this P. Carmichael move, why it's frustrating, why I think that it kind of just shows that all the concerns that Saints fans have had for the last couple of months are a little bit validated, want to give you guys a chance to hear about some good news. And that's something that you can do this upcoming weekend and also next weekend uh, with our promo we got running here at DraftKings Sportsbook. We have four NFL teams after this week is over, which means we got two conference championship games and only a few more shots for you to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, which is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. What you can do is new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. If you're not a new customer, you can feel free to go ch- take a shot on the conference championship, maybe step it up with some, some parlays. We'll see what the matchups are looking like after this week, and it's going to be an interesting week, obviously. Chiefs, Jags, Bengals, Bills, Niners, Cowboys, Giants, Eagles. And you could take an even bigger shot if you want, depending on your payout. You could boost your winnings. Um, So a lot there. And again, it's $5 and you can win up to $200 in free bets. It sounds like a pretty good deal. So how can you get on that deal? You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code BOOT. That's all capital letters. New customers, once again, $5 and you get $200 in free bets instantly with promo code BOOT. Now, let's get into business. Let's get into the the actual problem because I just gave you a good solution if you want to make yourself some money uh, in the upcoming weekends. The problem right now for Saints fans, including myself, is that P. Carmichael is expected to come back. Mike Triplett of NewOrleans.Football put out the report on Thursday. Mike's just doing his job. I'm sure his mentions got blown up in every possible way, and I feel for him in that regard. But I, I think for me... This is a weird situation because as much as, you know, I complained about the Saints coaching staff and as many times as we sat there going, today's a good day to make a change, even though it it seemed like I was frustrated, it seemed like I was ticked off, in the back of my mind, I always thought to myself, "They'll, they'll make a move, they'll make a move. But the only move the Saints made was getting rid of their run game coordinator slash tight ends coach. And the crazy thing to me is the run game wasn't really that all that bad this year. And the tight ends group, well, Juwan Johnson kind of took that next step. So it's odd to see the tight ends coach get pretty much beat up for what went down. Now, we're going to get into the move, what I think about it, what I, what I can't stand about it. But before I want to do that, this is what I want to say. The Saints have decided for some weird reason that they're going to double down on continuity continuity, despite the fact that they were unable to win the worst division in football. The team that won that division, they got swept by. And that team is so pathetic that on Monday night against the Cowboys, who have not really been consistent in the playoffs since the 90s, just ran up and down on them, had no problem, made it an easy game. So you go with continuity. And you go with a coordinator who... If we date a year ago, said he didn't know if he wanted the job. Ian Rappaport was out there saying it. They didn't know if, if Pete Carmichael actually wanted to be the Saints OC. So that's the guy you're going to bring back? It's weird to me. You're doubling down on a move that makes no sense. And what's so odd to me 
is when Dennis Allen struggles like he did this year, I kept saying it. Go get a coach who will handle the offense, kind of be that second head coach on the staff that makes your life easier. So to double down on Pete Carmichael, it confuses me all that much. And I know you guys are going to put stuff in the live chat, and I'm going to pull up your comments. I'll make sure your voices are heard in just a little bit. But this is where you really want to get frustrated. This is where the frustration really boils down to. The Saints at 7-10 and 10 decided they're not going to make major changes to their staff. They're going to run it back. Pete Carmichael's going to be back. Three teams, three teams that made the playoffs fired their offensive coordinator this week. The Ravens parted ways with Greg Roman. The Bucks parted ways with Byron Leftwich, And the Chargers parted ways with Joe Lombardi. Three teams that made the playoffs. Now, you can make an argument those are justified moves. But the argument on the flip side is, how come teams that make the playoffs still look unsatisfied with their coaching staff, but a team that went 7-10, seven, seven and 10, a team that was shut out by the Niners, a team that couldn't put up any points against the Panthers, despite the fact that Sam Darnold had 40 passing yards in a game, they're satisfied with what's going on in offensive coordinator? That is wild to me. And to make matters worse, and this is when I started getting really concerned about all this, it's not just those three teams that looking, are looking for an offensive coordinator. The Titans are looking for an offensive coordinator. The Rams are looking for one. The Jets are looking for one. The Commanders have an opening at OC. The Patriots, who are so stubborn that Joe Judge and Matt Patricia ran their offense, even they said, yeah, we can't do this. We got to go get an actual offensive coordinator. They're in the market for an OC, and it doesn't stop there. I didn't even mention the teams that have head coaching openings. And guess what? When they hire a new head coach, they're going to want to bring in a new OC most likely which means the Broncos, the Cardinals, the Panthers, the Texans, and the Colts are all going to be in the market for OCs. So I'm not very good at math, guys, but I think that's 13 teams that are going to need OCs. And the fact that the Saints, who only averaged 19.4 points per game this year, aren't one of those, it blows my mind. Because if you were ever going to argue to us that Dennis Allen had to come back, the argument would be, DA with a new quarterback, DA with a new offensive coordinator, then we could see what he is, and then we'll make a decision. And even if, even though I didn't love that idea, I've never been a fan of that, it's the only rational explanation you could have given me to say, okay, fine, I'll pump the brakes, I'll be a little bit more patient with DA, let's see. But instead, you double down on something you should not be doubling down on, and that's what concerns me. If I look around the league, you look at points per game, Bucks averaged 18.4, Commanders averaged 18.9, Patriots averaged 21.4. I'm picking teams that are all in the Saints ballpark. The other three teams that I just mentioned all fired their OCs. Bucks averaged more yards. Commanders were pretty much in the same ballpark. It's just exhausting. It's exhausting. Now, I understand that in some capacity, you have to give them the chance to say, okay, new quarterback, another year figuring it out. Maybe, just maybe. It'll work in their favor. But as of right now, because this is how the thing, how this thing works. It's January. My opinion in September might be different than what it is right now. But January, as I sit in this chair, knowing what we know, after seeing what we've just seen for the last four months, I don't know how in the world you got to this assumption. Now, if the Saints thought, well, maybe people don't want to work for us because there's a bunch of other openings and it'd be tough. All right, you know what? For once, you're being a little realistic. I'd be okay with it. But I just think it's, it's just so baffling to me 
after you saw the way this team misused Alvin Kamara, you saw the way this team didn't use Taysom Hill enough, you saw the way this team constantly ran the ball in second and 10 to run this back. It's disappointing. It kind of sucks the air out of the room. And, and I would go as far to say, if you're a Saints fan, the one thing that you were sold on this offseason was new OC, new quarterback, and let's see if this changes things. Now you're down to new quarterback and the same OC and the same head coach. And I hate to play spoiler here. I think Andy Dalton will be back. Now the Saints might hopefully, fingers crossed, get a first-round pick from a Sean Payton trade that they can use to draft a quarterback. And then there's a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. There's that glimmer of hope. But I'm telling you, the fact that Pete Carmichael's back, the fact that DA is not going anywhere, Andy Dalton will probably be back. And this will just really just hammer across that whole keep doing what you're doing point. And it just stings. It really stings because it feels like we're just going to watch a repeat of what we just watched. Now, that being said, before I get into your comments, what's fair is fair. And this is where I'm at with it. As frustrated as I am right now, and you guys can obviously tell that I am not happy about this. It seems like they're really complacent right now. The, the positive out of this, and I think there's only one, this is it. This is it. 2023 season, if the Saints do not make the playoffs, they are cleaning house. And that could come at a time where a guy like Ben Johnson, the Lions offensive coordinator, could be a head coach next year. He'd be an intriguing candidate. That could work. And maybe that's what the Saints need. So that's the one positive out of all this that I take. Pete Carmichael, Dennis Allen, you better find a way to make the playoffs because if you don't make the playoffs, this is it. You cannot give Dennis Allen a sixth year in the NFL as a head coach, if I'm doing the math correctly. Yeah. And you can't give Pete Carmichael another year of being the OC if the offense doesn't get any better. So it's either put up or shut up. And I think for the Saints, that's the only thing you can sell me on. And even then, I don't want to buy it. So that's where I'm at. So let me get into your comments here on the Straight Up Saints podcast, which is also sponsored by Birdsall Law Firm, the official injury lawyers of Boot Crew Media, located at 918 Poydras Street, outside of the Superdome. You give them a call at 504-523-5413. That's 504-523-5413. So from here on out, guys, it's just going to be your comments. Whenever I get done with your comments, we'll end the live stream, but we'll see what you guys have to say. And we'll go from there. First comment here. I'm not frustrated. I get a confirmation on what to spend my time, money, and energy this fall. It's not the Saints, unfortunately. But this organization is going to have to hit rock bottom to learn. So I'm going to guess that's going to be the sentiment for a lot of people. Frustration. Feeling like the Saints aren't listening to the fan base. And they don't necessarily have to listen to their fan base. But when you tell them that we're going to take a week to evaluate things because we don't want to make an emotional decision, and you spent a week, and that evaluation process didn't lead you to thinking, hey, that makes some changes to the offensive staff. Then I start to question things. And I'll go a step further. I blame DA a lot. I get on P. Carmichael. At some point, we got to start questioning Mickey Loomis. Now, he's going to get another offseason by himself to kind of show what he can do. If the Saints right the ship and win next year, all that matters is that they win. I get that. And trust me, guys like me will immediately change tune if they start winning games, because that's what the NFL is about. You play to win the game, as Herm Edwards said. But until then, until we're shown that, it's all frustration, and it's all warranted. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different outcome. This came from the mouth of the New Orleans Saints. Hey, Coach Dennis Allen. Not wrong there. 
not wrong. And uh, more people talking about disappointment. I don't blame you. Steven says, I'm not surprised, to be honest, when it comes to Pete. I just worry this will affect how free agents view the offense and also how it affects a future quarterback. Well, I, yeah, like th those are fair concerns, right? And that's why I said before, it's not to get anyone angry, by the way. My goal is never to say something that I, I just do for a reaction. I'm not that type of person. Now, I'm an emotional human being. I am an animated, spirited guy. I, I like to kind of wear my heart on my sleeve and, and be a little bit more vocal than others. But the one thing I will not do is just throw something out on Twitter to say, okay, let me just get a reaction. I, I don't feed off that. When I tweeted today, rip the Band-Aid off and just announce the Andy Dalton contract, I meant it because I just at this point would be shocked if they don't bring back Andy Dalton. Because I don't know what quarterback's eager to play for the Saints right now. Tom Brady's a free agent. If he plays, I bet he goes to probably Las Vegas. Jimmy Garoppolo is a free agent. If he plays, I'd imagine a team like the Jets or the Commanders look like an interesting spot. Derek Carr, same thing. Jets, Commanders, even the Panthers look like an interesting spot for a guy like Derek Carr. Geno Smith, probably staying in Seattle. Daniel Jones, probably staying in New York. So you look around, what veteran quarterback are they going to sign that A, was willing to be with Pete Carmichael, which Andy Dalton should be, and B, will be able to kind of get the system down. Andy Dalton just started... 14 games. He'll get the system down. So that's why I said it. It's not so much what I want. It's not so much getting a reaction. It's so much just saying what I feel. And I feel like we're heading towards Andy Dalton coming back. But we'll see what happens. I, I just think that's going to happen for the Saints. John says they're complacent, full of cancer, want to run a hyper-competitive billion-dollar business like a family cook at. So stubborn. Uh, Dennis is so stubborn and refuses to admit he's wrong that he'll double down like playing a quarterback that's not on your roster in the final game explains the .283 winning percentage. Um, yeah, look, it's again, it comes down to that doubling down thing, and, and you double down in situations that make sense. I just didn't think this made sense. Now, again, if the Saints win next season, and by win, I don't mean the Super Bowl. I mean win the division, look respectable my approach to this will change because you you get new information and you react to it. You don't just stick to one take. But right now, it's very, very hard to look at this and be just thrilled and go, I can't wait to see Pete Carmichael run this offense. No, I, I'd be lying to you guys. I'm not excited to see that. Do you think the fact that there are so many openings for an OC would hinder us trying to get one? I do think it would hinder them. I do. What I don't think, though, is that they were in the market for a new OC in the first place because they had a chance before a lot of these teams to move on at OC. You know, I just mentioned a couple of minutes ago that the Ravens, the Chargers, and the, Jesus, I can't, I'm losing my, my mind here. Ravens, Chargers, Bucks. Those three teams, after their wild card loss, said, okay, new OC, let's get them in the building. So you could have been ahead of the curve on three teams. You knew that the Rams needed OC. That's not a concern. You could have been ahead of the curve on teams like the Patriots, teams like the Titans. So, I think for New Orleans, uh, yes, I think right now to answer your question, if they were to look for an OC at the moment, I do think that many openings does hinder their chance to land a top-tier candidate. That said, they had a chance to do this earlier. They decided to tell us that they're not going to make an emotional decision, and there you go. Looks like they decided to go with the status quo. Next comment here. Well, Saints are just going to keep banging their heads on the wall until they realize the same crap doesn't work. Time to invest in something else until there's a change. That'll probably be the sentiment. Obviously, it won't be me. I'm not going anywhere. I'll be talking about the Saints till the day I die, and hopefully that's not anytime soon. But I think that for a lot of Saints fans, 
if you start to get frustrated, you feel like this isn't worth your investment. This is all I could say to you. It depends on the bond you have with the team. I know some of us just kind of feel like suckers in the sense that no matter what the Saints do, we're always going to keep coming back. And I think that's part of it is that false hope that you always have. Even when we say we don't have it, we have it somewhere deep down rooted in us. But the other part of it is too, we just love football so much. So I know a lot of us right now will probably be like, oh, I'm so mad at the Saints. I'm not. A lot of us are going to be ready week one to watch the Saints. I know I'll be ready and I'll have a live stream right after to talk about it. Um, and, I, and I know for some people, if you decide to go the opposite route and not come through, I can't blame you, nor will I. Like the Saints have made it frustrating by doubling down on a, a system right now that is not working. That being said for all of you guys, I can't blame you. To each their own, do what works for you and basically screw whatever else. Just do what works for you. Pablo says, what I do not understand is why Mrs. Benson is not taking matters into her own hands. You're telling me that she was hopeful with the offensive performance and hopes to improve without change? Well, look, I think Mrs. Benson more than anything wants to feel the winner. And I think that's why the frustration and the shock kind of comes into this is Mrs. Benson's not one of those owners who's just sitting there counting her pockets and being like, ah, I'm good. No, like she wants to, to field a winner. You see that with the Pelicans. You've seen that with the Saints. So this is a little bit of a shock to me. But, you know, maybe New Orleans, and, and I'm just kind of spitballing here, they might be thinking, you give this whole staff one more shot, and if it doesn't work, guess what? We're not firing one or two coaches. We're getting rid of the whole damn staff. And maybe they rather do that than go the route of make a few changes here, a few changes there, and then maybe another few changes the next year. Like, no, they might want to go double down. Doesn't work. Guess what? You're broke. You need a new staff. And, and maybe that, that could be the, the strategy that saves them in two years' time, three years' time. But in the present day, it's super frustrating. It's super frustrating. And it's the whole idea of doubling down on continuity. And continuity is going to quickly become Saints fans' least favorite word. There's no doubt about that. Some of you are saying it's an ugly word, reading it in the chat, which is kind of funny to me. So we'll see what happens. Bayou Boys 504 says, well, if you're given DA another shot, might as well let him come back, get the pieces they need, and it'll be no excuse if they fail this time. Yep. Look, I don't know. I don't think that it's going to work. But again, things could change, right? I, I said this. If the Saints in September start winning games, in October they start winning games, we're all going to be in there ready to watch this team. But it comes down to the results more than anything. And, and I'm going to be fair. Had the Saints fired Pete Carmichael and brought in a new OC, guess what? That guy's got to win games too. That guy's got to field a good offense. That guy's got to figure out a way to sustain good drives and not make us sit there like we did this season and say, what are you doing? So it's fair. Don't matter if it's a new OC. Doesn't matter if it's the same OC. Doesn't matter if it's Dennis Allen. Doesn't matter if it's a different coach. Results are the only thing that matter in the NFL. So to your point, this is it. Get your results or get out of New Orleans, but that's going to be it. It's one more shot at this thing. And I guess that's the one beauty of it. We got to go through one more season and either DA and these guys are going to figure this thing out and shock all of us. Or we're going to be like, well, told you so on to the next, but some clarity would be nice here. That's for sure. There's uh, there's Byron, Greg and others better suited for OC. What are they doing? I swear to God, if Andy, if Andy ends up being put uh, ends up being put starting QB, and a bunch of angry emojis. Look, I'm not trying to get anyone angry. I'm not trying to, to ruffle any feathers here. 
just brace yourself for Andy Dalton coming back. Now, it might be Andy Dalton and another quarterback. It could be Andy Dalton and they draft the quarterback. I'm just saying, brace yourself for him to come back because the Saints are kind of laying down the groundwork of making a move that resorts in this. So that's where I'm at. This team is more worried about sparing feelings and friendships than winning and giving a watchable product. It also tells me they're running it all back, QB included. Look, first off, totally agree with the second part. Uh, for them to bring back Carmichael, for them to keep DA as a head coach, they're kind of telling you that they think injuries is why they lost. Now, I'm not going to fall for that. I saw them lose the Bengals game. I saw them lose the Bucks game. I saw them lose the Panthers game. I saw them lose the Steelers game. I saw them lose the 49ers game, where I didn't sit there and go, you know what they really needed? They really needed Marshawn Lattimore. They didn't need Marshawn Lattimore for the Bucks Monday night game that they choked. They didn't need Marshawn Lattimore for the 49ers game when their defense only gave up 13 points. They didn't need Marshawn Lattimore when they played the Steelers and couldn't get anything going offensively because they were too busy just stalling and running in quicksand. They didn't need Marshawn Lattimore when they were up against the Bengals and they were running the ball down their throats and then decided to play not to lose. And what did they do? They lost. Don't get me wrong. I'd love to have Marshawn Lattimore, by the way. I'm just trying to prove a point here. You can't tell me injuries are the only reason the Saints struggle this year when coaching in bad situations happen, when miscues by healthy players happen. Alvin Kamara was healthy when he had two fumbles against the 49ers. Mark Ingram was healthy when he had a fumble early in the season against the Buccaneers. Andy Dalton was healthy when he had two pick sixes and another additional pick against the Cardinals. So... There's moments, even Chris Olave, and we love Chris Olave. He had a crucial fumble against the Panthers in the final game of the season that really derailed momentum. So don't tell me it's injuries. You want to blame a little bit of execution with some scheme calls? Yeah, let's go for it. But do not blame injuries when there are games they could have won this year, regardless of the injuries. So that's where I'm at. Mrs. Benson needs to uh, wake up and fire Loomis before he destroys her team. Well, look, part of it is... What do you make of this situation, right? What What do you make of Mickey Loomis and the job he's done? Do you Do you trust him to figure this out? The answer is no. And then Mickey Loomis is also entering his final season with the Saints or the make or break season with the Saints. Just like DA, just like Pete Carmichael. I'm, I'm conflicted on Mickey because I think the Saints just had another solid draft. Obviously, I love Olave. I love what Alante Taylor can do. Rashid Shahid was a steal. Trevor Penning injuries are frustrating, but there, there is talent there. It's not like there's no talent there. There's talent there. So on one hand, you're like, you just had a good draft. But on the other hand, free agent signings were a bust. The coaching, it just seems like they're very patient when they're not getting results. And that's kind of hard to do. So we'll, we'll see. But, you know, for people saying Loomis playing chess by making sure we get Caleb Williams, I'll tell you this right now. The Saints are not going to be bad enough to get Caleb Williams, which stinks because... If you told me I had to go through a bad year of Saints football, and I mean bad, I mean 10 times worse than what we just watched, but the Saints got Caleb Williams, I would suck it up. I would sit there and just take my medicine every Sunday till the season ends, knowing that Caleb Williams would be the franchise quarterback in New Orleans for the next 15 years. But I I, I know it don't work that way. I know that they're going to find a way to win enough games that they will not get Caleb Williams. Although I see the optimism coming around from people, and I don't blame you for being optimistic. I, I wish I was, but I can't right now at the moment. No way the Saints can't see the uproar, empty seats, and outcry and not be a little nervous about the state of their franchise. Money talks, lack thereof as well. Yeah, that's true, but we're not there yet though, right? 
So all the Twitter complaints, all the arguments that I'll have on a podcast that people have on the radio tomorrow morning, it doesn't mean anything unless, to your point, Stephen, unless people aren't going to the games, unless they're not winning games. That's all that matters to Saints. Me crying on a podcast here or someone yelling on a radio show or someone tweeting up a storm, that means nothing to a billion-dollar industry. But not selling tickets, not winning games, that is where you start to lose yourself. And you start to say, okay, something's got to change. So I, I do agree to some extent. A lot of it comes down to money. But the Twitter complaints that we're all having right now, I don't think that's really going to mean much to an organization that makes a lot of money. Alexis says, continuity is all fine when you have a coach who isn't afraid to be aggressive. DA kicked a field goal on his own one-yard line. This offseason is vital. This team has a lot of holes on both sides. Well, first off, totally agree on all points. It's hard to argue with any of it, especially because it's all facts. But the, that, the first part, that's where I'll zero in on. So you mentioned DA is not really aggressive, and they're kind of going back to coach that they also know on offense isn't that aggressive either. That kind of confuses me. Because the thing I said about DA with the whole needing an offensive coordinator that will be like, hey, you handle defense, I'm going to handle my thing, let's get this thing going. It works because DA, to your point, showed moments last year where I felt like he had a chance to really just kind of step on his opponent while they're down and just end the game. And he didn't do that. And my concern is the Saints look so much into the injuries, look so much into the fumbles that – they didn't look at those moments, right? The third down pass call that they, they had after Mark Ingram fumbled. Uh, Mark Ingram ran out of bounds, excuse me. You don't look into that? Kicking a field goal from your own two against Philadelphia when their own offense hasn't been doing anything? You don't look into that? So I think there are those are concerns that I look at for sure. And the lack of aggression is something that needs to change, specifically because it's something that we've all mentioned tonight. This is probably DA's make-or-break season in New Orleans. And if you can't be aggressive when your job's on the line, you will never be aggressive in this league. And I think back to Ron Rivera with the Panthers. Riverboat Ron really got that nickname going when he was in a make-or-break season with the Panthers, and he kind of said, you know what? I'm just going to start going for it. And it worked in his favor. Now, it may not work in DA's favor, but you got to go for it. The worst thing you want to do is strike out looking. I'd rather see you take a swing. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, but as I go through all these comments here, man, and I see some of them here, um, there's a lot of frustration, a lot of frustration. And I, I, I understand it and trust me, I'm frustrated too, but now I got to go through your comments and kind of channel whatever energy you're bringing this way. So I got to kind of take a back seat here, but trust me, I'm frustrated as hell when it comes to this, because I don't know how you watch 17 games of this offense and said, yeah, I'm good with that. If I watch a show and I don't like the first couple of episodes or I watch a movie and I don't like it, I'm not going back to it. I didn't like it. The experience wasn't good for me. I'm done with it. I'm washing my hands free. Don't understand how you go back to this. This is not the coaching staff and clearly front office that has what it takes to develop a rookie quarterback. Coaches don't know how to use it, uh, use his players, and the front office is afraid of letting go. You know, I can't really argue the quarterback part because we haven't seen it. The greatest quarterback was a vet who came in and the marriage with Sean Payton was perfect. But outside of that, who they developed? And they haven't really drafted guys to say, yeah, they can't develop him, right? Garrett Grayson busts, but again, a later round pick, he didn't draft him in the first round. Uh, Ian Book. You can go back to my podcast with Ian Book. And I said when it happened, I never once thought Ian Book was an NFL quarterback. Now, I said I'm going to root for him. 
because he was repping the Saints. But I never, I never saw it. So him not developing doesn't really concern me. But what I will say, though, is when teams around the league develop talent well and get guys to work, it makes you wonder, right? Coaching's so important. Brock Purdy and the Niners are a win away from the NFC Championship game. And I'll go a step further because Brock Purdy's looked really good. Skylar Thompson started a playoff game for the Dolphins, and their offense looked better and, and looked salvageable way more than the Saints with their starting quarterback in the final game of a regular season against a Panthers team that had nothing to play for. That bothers me. It bothers me. It bothers me. It bothers me. It bothers me. How do you feel this next season will affect our players who are going to be free agents after next season? Um, I mean, look, that's kind of early. I haven't really thought about that yet. But look, I think if the Saints have another 7-10, and 6-11 and 11 year, you start to get really concerned because the one thing you don't want to have is a losing culture. And the Saints fought so hard to get out of that 2014 to 2016 era where it was 7-9, 7-9, And they did it. They got out of the mud and they, they established that culture. And the one thing I loved about the New Orleans Saints from 2017 to 2021 is not so much what they did, although I did love that. It's the way other guys were talking about them. You have guys across other teams in different league in, in, in a league on other rosters talking about winning cultures, and they'll say what the Saints do well, and they'll talk about it, and guys will leave the Saints, go to another team, and talk about how good the culture was. And I love hearing that. And my fear is if you have another losing season, have you lost that? Is it gone? How long does it take to bring that back? These are concerns to have. But again, that also goes to the players, right? If there is a losing culture, well, maybe you got to change up the roster a little bit too. Coaching staff, of course. I, that, that's a given there. So you guys saying it's not a Gale problem. It's not a, it's, this is a Loomis problem. Loomis is just showing his true colors now that he doesn't have Sean and Breeze to lean on because honestly, he made bad, he made bad teams and decisions before. It's fair. It's the concern that I've had, and it's the concern that I think has kind of gone, un- gone under the rug, right? We blame DA a lot, and a lot of it's warranted. We, we criticize Carmichael a lot, and a lot of it's warranted. Mickey Loomis throughout this whole season, I said it a couple times, it seems like he got through all of it. And I get it, right? The GM doesn't really get criticized on the totem pole of things as much as the QB or the coach or the offensive coordinator. But should he? It's something to discuss. And again, I'm not here to just start ranting about Mickey Loomis. I got no vendetta against Mickey Loomis. I genuinely like Mickey Loomis. But it's something to talk about. It's something to absolutely discuss. That is for sure. A new OC losing would buy DA more time. In my opinion, keep the staff the same. They fail. Clean house. Look, I can't, I, I'm not going to argue that. Because I said if there's one pro, that is it. When you double down, you're either making your money back and then some, or you're broke. That's it. There's no, oh, meet me halfway. You're either winning or you are broke. And we're going to find out which side of the, co- the coin the Saints fall on. That's for sure. John says, why do we have to waste a whole year to figure out something that was clear as day when we were seven and nine? It's a fair complaint, man. It's a fair complaint. I, look, I think that th- the Saints should have been way better than four and nine out of the gate. How much does that equate to injuries? How much does that equate to lack of execution? How much does that blame on the coaches? Well, I'll, I'll go as far to say this. You better not start terribly next season. And by terribly, I mean two and five. I mean three and seven. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll go even a step further. Three and five. Like if you start three and five, if you start four and six, like 
You're losing my faith. You're starting to show that you're a below 500 team with Dennis Allen, and that is something that would need to change, and it would have to happen in the offseason. But because you guys know me, I'm not a fan of midseason firings. I think they're useless. And guess what? If you make a midseason firing, what are you going to make Pete Carmichael the head coach? I'm sure that will be better. I mean, come on. So, but I, I do agree that we're going we're gonna to find out very early, very early. And if the tone seems exactly the same, I'm done. It's a funny comment here. Oh, God, they're going to draft Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett, are they? Aren't they? Well, I'll be honest with you. I'm not saying I want Stetson Bennett, but if the Saints just drafted a quarterback at some point this year, I'd be happy. I just go as far to say that they should be drafting quarterbacks every year. Doesn't doesn't have the same round, different rounds, until they find their guy. And what I've learned about quarterbacks, especially this season, is we just don't know. We don't know if you're going to pop. We don't know if you're going to ball out. We don't know if you're going to be nothing or terrible. We do not know because the one thing you cannot teach is how hard someone works. And the one thing you can teach is how unpredictable scouting is. It it is what it is. And the reason I say that is if I go to last year's quarterback class, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Trey Lance, amazing quarterback class, right? That's what we've been told. But let's be real. Trevor Lawrence is the one who's lived up his his potential. Zach Wilson's been terrible. Mac Jones just had a horrible season. Trey Lance has been injured a lot. And Justin Fields, as exciting as he is, you start to get worried. He's run the football a lot, 160 times this past season. Can that be sustained? Now, transferred to this year, okay? Everyone loved to make fun of Kenny Pickett, but he looked really good down the stretch for the Steelers. The, The Niners took Brock Purdy in the seventh round and he's looked better than a lot of starters this year. Now, argument is they have a lot of weapons. They have a great coach. I get that. I totally agree. But what I've learned is that I don't know. I can't. I don't have a crystal ball that will tell me if a quarterback is going to be good. So with that said, take your shots on guys. Now, Stetson Bennett, I'm not taking him round one. I'm not taking him round two. I don't know if I'm taking him round three. But round four, day three, yeah, sure, let's go for it. Take a shot. Now, that's not my preference, right? If the Saints can get a different quarterback in this draft, I would prefer that. But I won't knock them if they bring in Stetson Bennett because at least they'd be changing something up in the quarterback room. And Lord knows they need it. More people talking here about uh, being lost. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Uh, true story, guys. So when the when the Pete Carmichael thing comes out, I, I got lunch. I was on my break. Um, and my phone just buzzes because I had notifications on. I just go to look. I figured it was nothing. And then I saw someone DM me with a tweet of the, the one that buzzed on my phone. And I was like, all right, now I got to open it. And then I opened it up and I sat there and I was like, thank God I finished my food because if I didn't finish my food, I wouldn't have been able to finish it because I would have lost my appetite and how frustrating that was just seeing that P. Carmichael and the majority of the staff are coming back. So uh, yeah, that's kind of how it went down. Saints real deal had at least three games they lost because of bad coaching and situational football, but they want to run it back though. Yeah, that's my concern, right? You can't tell me it's all injuries. You can't. And I'll go a step further with that. The New York Giants are in the NFC Divisional round. And I promise you, defensively, defensive line, Giants got pieces. Quarterback, Daniel Jones has improved. Running back, obviously, Saquon's a star. They are running this thing with Richie James and Isaiah Hodgins at wide receiver. They are running this thing with a first-year head coach. They are running this thing with a roster that was not good this past the, the past year. And they're... In this playoff run, they beat the Vikings. I know the Vikings are fraudulent, but they beat the Vikings. They looked 
really, really, I'd say, competitive all season long, and they have an identity. And I say this all the time, the Saints don't have an identity. They're a good defensive team, but they don't force that many turnovers. They want to run the football, but they don't run the football that much because they end up behind because they don't have a good enough offense. What, what are you? What are you? And then on top of all that, their special teams wasn't that good this year. That, that kind of went under the rug, but it's the truth. But you can't always tell me injuries when I see teams with lesser rosters getting more, and that's with first-year head coaches. That's where the frustration boils down to. Doug Peterson and Brian Dable, who were hired from this cycle, went to the playoffs as did Mike McDaniel, another first-year head coach. And Mike McDaniel, with Tua getting hurt, with Teddy Bridgewater getting hurt, no excuses. I didn't hear Mike McDaniel after the playoff loss loss go, well, if we had Tua, we would have won that game. No. He sat there like, hey, Skylar Thompson was our guy, and we had a win whether it was Skylar Thompson or not. And that, for me, is where I get frustrated. Can't just blame injuries. It's the NFL. Everyone gets banged up. Now, Saints get banged up more than most. I get that. But good coaches find a way. They just find a way. John says, Saints are too talented to go 1-16. I do agree on that. That's for sure. Paul says, Carolina Panthers are winning the division next season. They tried all they could to give the Saints that game and still won. That would actually be my, my pre-way, way, 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 way too early pick would be the Panthers. Uh, I love what they have in defensive talent. I think that they have kind of built an identity, especially if they bring back Steve Wilkes. And... They don't have a real good quarterback. They'll probably upgrade a quarterback, and I think they'll give them a little bit of an edge. And um, I think the Buccaneers are going to be the worst team in the South next year. I firmly believe that. I think Tom Brady will be gone. I think their offense will take a huge step back from what they already were. I think they might move on from a couple of vets in free agency. So I expect the Bucs to be bad. I expect the, the Falcons to kind of be middling in as they always do. And the Saints are that wild card where it's like, are they actually going to figure it out or are they not? And Right now, you know, we lean no, but the Panthers are the one team I feel okay about. And if you want spicy and a little bit of a juicy rivalry here, what if, what if Sean Payton goes to the Panthers? That'd be, that would be very interesting. And it would make for good content, that is for sure. Bobo says Chris should be in the media room at this point as he's pointing out problems left and right. Uh, yeah, look, I... I got no, I have no issue with the Saints media room that you guys know. Um, John obviously does great work. Nick does great work. Mike does great work. Kat does great work. Uh, the one thing I will say though, and 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 this is like the misconception here. I, I don't, you know, the media really, it's easier for me to say things when I don't have to face, you know, guys left and right in person every day to complain about certain things in the media because it's like, what if you do say something and your relationships get, you know, kind of get muddled in and, and all of a sudden you're getting kind of shunned by someone and you're getting isolated. And I don't know. It's not the same. I appreciate the compliment though. I absolutely do appreciate the compliment, but they, their job is not easy. They do some damn good work. So I uh, just want to give them their props there. Connor says, going to be honest, looking at the schedule next season. If DA can't get 10 wins, get his ass out. Just look at the schedule. Well, to your point, right? The schedule is third place teams. You're not going to play the NFC West, which you did this year. So, boy, is that a very, very big relief. Um, and then, you know, I look around more for the Saints case. Uh, yeah, like, you're, you're going to have a third-place schedule all around. The South is a bad division. You got to – you just make the playoffs. I don't, I don't care if it's 9-8. and eight, I don't care if it's 10-7. and seven, I don't care if it's 11-6. and six. Just make the playoffs. And you can't make the playoffs being under 500, though, and sell me on that. 
Because you could have done that this year and you weren't even good enough to do that. So miss me with that. But I do agree. Brian says, looks like I'll be redshirting this 2023 season. Loomis needs to go with this move. You know, I forgot who did it, but someone put out like, all right, you know when players announce that they're opening up their recruitment or they're transferring? Uh, someone did one for the Saints, like talked about um, kind of opening up their Saints fandom for opportunity. And I like, I just couldn't stop laughing. I could not stop laughing at it. Uh, I thought it was hilarious, very creative. Kind of makes uh, Saints fans Pretty damn awesome. I, it, it really cracked me up. Apart from the coaching staff, should the Saints do an entire rebuild of the team given the aging roster as well? We'll see. I, I said no a couple of months ago because they have a weird blend of vets and young talent, and I still think they're good enough right now. They need to get better at quarterback, though. They need to get better with scheme. They need to be more aggressive. And if they get picks from Sean, let's say they get a first-round pick and a third-round pick for Sean Payton, if you hit on those picks – more, a, a bigger influx of talent coming in. So the, the Saints have a chance here to keep this ship competitive. But it's on them. Like, this is such an important offseason. Such an important offseason. Brian's predicting that Dennis Allen will be fired by the bye week. I'm going to say no because I don't know if the Saints are the type to make the midseason firings. And then to Kyle's point, then Pete Carmichael will probably be the head coach. So I'm going to say no, but I... We'll come back to this. If you're right, we'll come back to this, and I will definitely give you your flowers because you will deserve it. Some people saying that the Saints are taking tanking for Caleb. I don't. I think the th- the Saints think they're competitive, good enough to win now. I'll put it that way. I'm not saying I agree with them. That's what they think. Brian saying time to cancel Sunday ticket. I'm gonna be real with you guys. I would probably cancel Sunday ticket because it's always delayed and it never works. I I can't tell you how many times I've had Sunday ticket, and it's it's not working. You buy Sunday ticket for it to work for one day of the week and it don't work that day of the week? What am I buying it for? That makes no sense. It's like buying a popcorn machine, but it can't make popcorn. It, why'd you buy it in the first place? Now, I don't blame you, Brian, for getting Sunday ticket, by the way, because I am also a Sunday ticket owner. But, man, it, it, it doesn't work half the time. We need to give Pete and DA a QB that can extend a play and improvise because Andy's style of play is another reason why the offense was stale. He also can't throw the needed deep balls to open it up. You know, the weird thing for me, I, I wasn't even frustrated with the, the lack of the deep ball for the Saints. And I actually thought he took some shots. The problem I had, and, and I'm sure you guys will agree on some of this, there were moments where he missed guys wide open. Alvin Kamara trick play against the Rams. Taysom Hill wide open against the Panthers. He's a vet quarterback. He cannot miss those plays because if, if Taysom missed that, if Jameis missed that, we'd be on them. We'd say you got to hit that. So, was fair is fair. So that's that's what I want to see. And and I, I can't make this any more clear, guys. I don't want Andy Dalton as a start next year. I just think I think there is a reality where that happens again. But Lord knows this team needs an upgrade at quarterback in the worst way possible. I just don't know if it'll happen. Was there any news on the Saints medical staff? Nothing really. Nothing going on yet. Um, we'll see if that changes, you know? We'll we'll see what happens. Ed says, all those coaches you named had QBs. We need a QB no matter who the coordinator is. Not going to mean anything without a QB. I don't necessarily disagree with that, Ed. I don't. And I I get what you're saying, right? QBs matter. But this is my counter-argument to all this. Daniel Jones, before this season, was considered a bust. He was considered a turnover machine. He was considered a flat-out bad quarterback. He had just five picks this season. So there goes the turnovers. He had his best season in terms of efficiency. 
He did a great job of using his legs. The play designs were utilized perfectly, just perfectly to his skill set. That's on coaching. Don't get me wrong. Daniel Jones has the talent, but that's on coaching. The coaching is getting the best out of him. Go to Miami before this season. Was two any good? I don't even know if two is really any that good, to be honest, in terms of the grand scheme of all that. But Mike McDaniel schemed a lot of stuff open for him. They brought in Tyreek Hill. He had a lot of great games this year. Coaching matters. And guess what? I just mentioned it with Mike McDaniel. Skylar Thompson was their quarterback. Skylar Thompson was their quarterback. So for me, I, I, I just I, I understand what you're saying. I agree, right? Nothing matters in the NFL if you don't have a quarterback. But the great ones just find a way. They find a way. Mike McDaniel, like I said, with Skylar Thompson, found a way. Look at look at Kyle Shanahan. Loses Trey Lance. Loses Jimmy Garoppolo. He looks better with Brock Purdy right now. Now, maybe Brock Purdy's the truth, right? And maybe Brock Purdy's the best quarterback out of the three. But coaches, they, they don't make the injury excuse. They don't blame the roster. They find a way. And who, who was the other one I mentioned before? Um, you know, I mentioned Doug Peterson. Trevor Lawrence always had the upside. Trevor Lawrence is that guy. But Trevor Lawrence just went through a horrible year with Urban Meyer, who was not fit for the NFL. And it took Doug Peterson only one year to make it work with Trevor Lawrence. I give, and I'll tell you why I give Doug Peterson credit for that. Carson Wentz is MVP caliber season. Who was it with? Doug Peterson. So coaching matters, and I get what you're saying. I totally get it. Daniel Jones always had the upside, but we didn't see that upside till this year. We just didn't. Because coaching matters. Now, I can't compare Daniel Jones to Andy Dalton. I can't compare Trevor Lawrence to Andy Dalton. I can't compare Tua to Andy Dalton. But if the Saints get a quarterback that has potential, has those skill sets and the gifts that you need to make things going, it's on the staff. And that's it. So it works both ways. Yes, you need a quarterback. But at the same time, the great ones scheme stuff up. They scheme it up. They figure it out. And... I would like to think that if the Saints make a slight upgrade at quarterback, maybe Pete learns a little bit, maybe it works. But Pete's been in this league long enough. And to Cody's point, he sneaky Pete sneaker than we thought, right? To sneak his way on, right? So um, it, it's interesting to see how that all played out. DJ says, Saints have a schedule with a lot of winnable games. If they don't go uh, over 500, that'll be a real issue. It will, and that'll be the end of the Dennis Allen era, I would say. I'd imagine. I'd imagine. You know, um, because you can't can't go back to back years under 500 in a very bad division. Because I know we've seen divisions be horrible, and then the next year turn around and be good. I don't think that's going to happen in this case. I just don't. I think that the the NFC South is bad. So we'll see what happens. But that that's going to be fascinating. And to everyone's point, when are they going to move on? We'll, we'll see what happens. I, I I just don't know. I really do not know. Ed says, all these Saints fans jumping off are, are 2006 Breeze era fans, fake ones. Well, look, I, you know, if you're jumping off the Saints bandwagon, then hence the term bandwagon, bandwagon fans. But I, I'll say what I said earlier to start the show. I don't buy any of this. I'm not watching the Saints. We'll all be back in September to complain about whatever goes wrong or, or hype up whatever goes right. I think the Saints do have a loyal fan base. I think a lot of these people, it's just pimped up from frustration from right now that you feel like getting off your chest. But in a week's time, in a month's time, and definitely eight months' time, when we get to September, we'll all feel differently. That's for sure. That That's for damn sure. Father Time says, the draft is the only place to get a quarterback. I can't see a veteran quarterback wanting to play here. 
I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that one single bit. But do they get a first-round pick from Sean Payton that's good enough to get an Anthony Richardson, a Will Levis, or in the second round, do they draft a Hendon Hooker? We'll see. We'll see. But I do agree. I, I think that Andy Dalton is the only vet that will want to come back to the Saints. And then on the flip side, I think they will need to get a rookie quarterback in the building. But do you trust this staff to develop them? That's the interesting question there that I have. And that's kind of what we'll see what happens. Yeah, we need a QB, but the coaches can't bring home games being up 14 with five minutes uh, left in the fourth quarter. Coaching ruined plenty of games this year. It did. It did. I won't. I will not argue against that. I won't. Because I, I literally before was rattling off like four games that I thought they'd be better at. I thought that they would be better at. So, see what happens. Ed saying, you'd rather have Doug Peterson. So what have I, man? I had tweets from uh, last January when the Saints needed a new coach. And they were interviewing Doug P. And I, I said, I don't know if he's my number one pick. But I know that Doug Peterson got a bad rap in Philly for a guy that won a Super Bowl with that franchise. And a lot of people brush it off because people put so much stock into when things are low and don't pay attention to when things are going right sometimes. And people lost sight of what Doug Peterson could do as a coach. And that's every other team's loss, and that's the that's the Jaguars' gain. And, and good for them. Margaret says, look at Dan Campbell getting everything out of his players. Dan's awesome. But Dan also has some good coordinators, too. I want to give a shout-out to Ben Johnson and Aaron Glenn. You talk about putting together a good staff. He's got two coordinators that if they get head coaching jobs this year, next year, two years from now, three years from now, wouldn't shock me, not one bit. Can't wait to go from 19.4 points per game to 17 next season with the fire emoji. It's my type of sarcasm. I, I like it. But, it, you know, it, it's it's frustrating. It's it's Some people will argue that it's depressing. So, I, I think at this point, you kind of joke kind of steer away from the frustration. But 19.4 points per game, that's not good. It's not good. And you are running it back. Maybe some stats are misleading. But I think the Saints really just want to double down on this thing because they're not ready to break away from the Sean Payton disciple staff. And Lord knows, uh, you know, I don't think it's going to work. But all right, we're going to have to get through a whole nother season to see if that happens. What positions do you think we are in need of this year? Well, let's, let's list them, right? Quarterback, absolutely. Defensive tackle, defensive end. I think the Saints can get younger at safety. I think the Saints absolutely need another running back. So those are five positions that I'm looking at for sure. Uh, I think the Saints got to bring another kicker in, build a little bit of a kicking competition for training camp. I think the Saints could use another wide receiver when they inevitably get rid of Michael Thomas. So, yeah, they, they got a lot of work to do. But the positions that I'm looking at the most, I'm looking at QB, I'm looking at running back, and I'm looking at defensive line. Those absolutely matter the most to me. They matter the most. So that, that's where I'll go. Uh, now, I mentioned safety because Tyron Matthews not getting any younger, although he really turned it on in the second half of the season. And Marcus May hasn't lived up to the contract because A, he hasn't been good when he's on the field, but B, he hasn't been on the field. And that's a concern. So again, those are the positions that I would look at. And there's a lot. <laughs> Does coach count as position? No, but hey, you're not wrong. They could, they could use in that department. What if Dennis Allen and Pete Carmichael lead us to an NFC Championship game after all this? You know what you do? You tip your cap, you eat your words, and you say, great job. And you support the hell out of them, which is what I would do if that were to happen. I would love to eat my words, by the way. I would love to come back to all these podcasts and be like, look at you 
Chris, you idiot. What are you saying? If you only knew what was coming next, but they got to show us and they got a long way to go, right? If you watch the Eagles, if you watch the Giants, if you watch the Cowboys, you watch the Niners, the, the Saints, have got a, they got a long way to go to get to that point because a lot of those teams have identities. Starts with making an identity. What is your identity? Saints got to establish that this upcoming offseason. I didn't see the draft playing out this year. Okay, well, I love that question, but I, I want to wait before I get to that to see what happens with Sean Payton because the Saints got a first-round pick. I'm looking at the draft differently. So if you could hold that question for when hopefully Sean Payton gets traded and we have another live stream, then I will absolutely answer that one for you. But for now, I got to wait because I got to see what capital they have. But, man, if they got a first, a second, and like two-thirds, it's time to cook. That's where you get things going. Davis asked, do you think MT, Michael Thomas, will get cut or traded? I believe he's going to get cut. I don't think anyone's going to trade for that salary. I don't think anyone's going to trade and give up compensation for a guy who could get cut. Uh, I think the injury concerns are there. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think he's going to get outright released. It's going to be a horrible, sad day for a lot of us. But what are you going to do? Kind of how it goes sometimes. But, yeah, I'd probably say he gets released. Uh, now, if no one's got any more questions... I'll wrap it up here. If you guys have a couple more, I'll get them off. Uh, but it's been fun, man. I, you know, as always, love chatting with you guys on these live streams. And since we don't have games until September, it's a nice little way of getting back in the swing of things, seeing what the Huda Nation has to say. But um, it seems like that's probably going to wrap it up. And with that said, guys, if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to Boot Crew Media's YouTube channel so you get alerted when videos like this drop. You get a lot of other things there. Um, Pelicans content. Got a lot of other content going on here, short-form stuff. So make sure you guys subscribe before I go. Um, seeing Ed talking about this team having talent. I don't deny it. They got talent. Um, okay, so two more questions, and then we'll wrap it up. Davis says, any idea what the cap it will be if he gets cut? Uh, yeah, so let's go to it. Michael Thomas contract. Search it up, see what we got here. So if the Saints were to cut him, he's got a $13 million cap hit. That's actually not terrible. And 26 in dead money, but if they do it post, the dead cap savings could turn into 11 million, and then you could spread it out to 14 dead cap. Yeah, it's fine. 13, $13 million would be that the cap hit. It's not bad. There, there are worse, there are worse cap hits to have. Steven says, think CJ Stroud is possible with a big package. Well, I know you like CJ Stroud. I see you make some tweets, Steven. So I, I appreciate uh the persistency. Uh, this is what I'll say about this. If the Saints get the number 12 pick, let's say from the Texans, right? Or if they traded with the Panthers, they get the number nine pick. It's game on because the Saints do, they would have enough ammo. They would absolutely have enough ammo. And I'll tell you this right now, guys. As miserable as the last couple of weeks have been, the status quo staying the same and all this stuff, I think if the Saints were to get a Bryce Young, a Bryce Young or a CJ Stroud or even a Will Levis, who I know a lot of people are out on, but even if they get a potential pack quarterback like that, you have a little bit of patience and a glimmer of hope. And sometimes that's all you need to get through the day. All you need. So we'll see if that happens. But it's not, it's not impossible if they make a trade with the Panthers or Texans. If they make a trade with the Broncos, I don't see it happening. Ed says MT can still play, man. He's the Grand Hill of the NFL. He definitely can still play. He just got to stay healthy. There's no doubt about that. But the Saints with the whole the way they restructure it, they're, they're not giving him that roster bonus, so I understand why it's part of ways. But I, I do agree, he can still ball out, and I hope he does, regardless of where he plays next season. Anyway, guys, 
That's going to do it finally for this edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast. Make sure you guys subscribe to Boot Crew Media's YouTube page. Subscribe to the Straight Up Saints podcast if you haven't. Um, if you have any more questions that I didn't answer, feel free to tweet at me. I'm always on my phone. I'll get back to you, I promise. And uh, yeah, that's going to wrap it up probably, hopefully, the end of frustrating news for the week. But if more does come, we'll have it here on the Straight Up Saints podcast, the destination for Who Nation. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast.